Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this fine show, you are listening to TTM Cast. That's right, TTM Cast. Make sure you know that TTM Cast, right, Drew? Yes. <laughs> Very important. We are your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. That means anything my friend Drew Pelton wants to talk about. It is in his contract. He can yes. talk about anything from Australian rules football to food, anything. He has an open mic, right, Drew? Absolutely. And uh, I'm keeping it mostly on topic today, I think. All right, good. Uh, I will try as well. My name is Jeff Baker, and I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. The other voice on the end is talking to us from Dallas, Texas. Say his name is Drew Pelto. He is DFW Graffer on YouTube and on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. We are on season five, episode 25. I think we're officially halfway through the year. It is yeah. June 24th. We do a show every Saturday and we do a show every Wednesday too, guys. So make sure you check that out. Our Wednesday show is called TTM Cast One on One, but today is the full boat. You get the full boat, the full Monty today. Yes. True? You get all the nonsense. <laughs> plus some exactly well i'm sure there's still going to be some bonus stuff dumped, dumped in because it just seems to happen yeah yeah we always throw throw extra stuff in so hopefully you are enjoying our show guys just a couple uh things we passed our 70th thousand 70 000 listener uh last week so thank you downloads we really appreciate that thank you guys we are also true i don't know if you know this we have recorded over 250 episodes now wow so we are uh, we are, we're pretty ex- experienced, and you wouldn't you couldn't even tell it by our show. You, yeah, you, I mean, you, we, you would we, think we, this we, is our first show. Yeah, we we just kind of we just kind of wing it and go from there. You know, we got our we got the outline there, and then just like yeah, we'll 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 take this random left turn off of here. Yeah, this is a lot, this seems to be a lot of tangents in our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there really does. Well, you know what? We appreciate our listeners. Thank you guys. Uh, let's talk about the uh, about the week. All right. Yeah. So, um, collecting wise, I picked up a Heritage Mega Box at uh, from Walmart. I picked it up on Walmart online. And I got it the other day, and I also picked up a couple of um, Heritage Blasters at Target on the same day. So I still have two Heritage Blasters to open. But I opened the the, the Mega Box. It was pretty good. I actually got an Otani um, relic card. Which Ooh, is very cool. nice. I have oh. I've been striking out on on autographs. I, have you been getting any Heritage cards? I have not picked up any Heritage just yet, but I might check out. You know, I might try to grab a blaster or two at some point here. Yeah, I have not had gotten any autographs, so I, I, I see everyone scoring all these autographs on, on Heritage, and I haven't gotten any. But we'll we'll keep going because I do like the cards, and uh, I'm collecting this set like a like a dope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ian, I picked up a couple of series two hanger boxes and I like them. I, you know, I got, I got Anthony uh, Volpe rookie card, which was kind of cool. And I got, I got a couple other good cards and uh, I do, I do like them. I actually got a couple of those. I don't know if you saw Drew, they have the, um, remember the four and one stamps that they used to have like in 69 and 74. I got a couple of those. I got a Toronto Blue Jay one and a Detroit Tiger one. Cool. So the and the and I got a uh, one with Fergie Jenkins on it. I got one. The Tiger one had LK line, and the the Blue Jay one had all the good Blue Jay rookies. You know, all the good Blue Jay guys. And my uh, I got one with Fergie, Fergie Jenkins. So I, I like them. I, I like yeah. the series. I like the series too. Cool. Very cool. And then also, I am heading out to uh, the Portland Sea Dogs and Reading game on tomorrow. Hopefully it's supposed to rain here in oh. in uh, Massachusetts and Maine. Uh, I'm hoping the rain holds off. I want to go see Marcelo Meyer, um, maybe get his autograph. I don't know. I've got his autograph on a couple of things, but uh, I'd like to maybe get his autograph. Um, so we'll we'll see. So I, I got a we got a big weekend planned with the family. My my family gave me that for Father's Day. So cool. very very looking forward to that. I'm, I'm gonna take a page out of your book and, and go see a minor league game. How'd you do this weekend? Or should this Green. week? Pretty good. I um, didn't really buy anything at all. I mean, I had the whole bunch I mentioned, you know, last week that I all that I picked up and got in, but uh, I did at least get out to a couple of uh, ball games in person. Last weekend, we had uh, some American League or American Association action down in Cleburne. Had the Milwaukee Milkmen and the Cleburne Railroaders, and uh, got all got some a few guys that uh, you may recognize, former major leaguers and uh, former minor league prospects as well. Gabriel Cancel, who used to be in the Royals organizations, now with Milwaukee. Got him to sign. We got uh, Miguel Gomez, who was up with the Giants back about, I want to say maybe 2017, he played up with them, 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Uh, Justin Williams, who was a prospect in the Rays organization, made it up eventually with the Cardinals a couple of years ago. Uh, who else? We got Drew Ward, DJ Boston, Elmer Reyes, Jose Amato, and Logan Watkins all there. So got a bunch of guys there, at least. Very happy with that. Um I do still need to try to go out there a couple more times, though, because I still have a card of a Delano DeShields Jr. sitting here that he's been playing for Cleburne, but of the three games I've gone to in Cleburne, he was only in one of them. He was uh, set out this most recent one with shin splints, and then it looks like he's playing about six out of every seven games, it seems, so or five out of every six games, I guess it is, but did it all right there. Did you see the rumor or hear the rumor that the um... – Rangers were thinking of trading Jack Leiter for for something because they they have a they think they have a shot of winning this year. I could see that. I didn't think it was going to be Leiter they would trade so much as Owen White because you know Owen White's are what like one of their maybe number two prospect or something like that, and they brought him up from Double A to the majors to give him like a showcase start basically is what it looked like, and then moved him now he's back on Triple A again. So I figured if anybody moved it was going to be Owen White there, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Leiter at all. Just he has been kind of underwhelming though so far. I mean, he's still sitting in double A right now with a two and three record and an ERA just over four. Okay. And uh they're actually he they just put him on the development list because uh just for some workload management. So I think a lot of teams might look at that as being a little bit of a red flag. So I don't yeah, I don't I don't know. You know I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, I don't think that I don't think they trade him. No. I think if anything, Owen White is more likely to get a bigger return for them and teams are gonna be more interested in him right now. I know and, it'll be interesting baseball having I love the trading uh deadline in baseball and watching the okay. guys and um a lot of prospects get moved right around then so it, it yep. should be interesting. Yeah. And speaking of Jack Leiter, I was able to get him uh yesterday on Friday went out to the Springfield Cardinals at the Frisco Rough Riders. 
got Springfield before the game. We got a Justin Turner, Nick Dunn, and LJ Jones, because those are the only three guys that have any kind of wide ranging releases of legit cards other than like team set cards. So fortunately managed to get all three of those guys and made customs for uh, Andre Granillo and Mike Antico, who are their number 26, and number 20 prospects respectively. So did pretty well on the Springfield side post game went over on the Frisco side and outside and did really well there. Got a Luis Angel Acuna on a card. He's the Rangers number three prospect right now. Got lighter, as you mentioned, the Rangers number four. Thomas Sejaci, who's the Rangers 15, and Antoine Kelly, who's the Rangers number 23 prospect, along with a whole bunch of other guys that I had stuff on, like uh, that I made mostly, mostly guys I made customs of, like Juan Mejia, Udris Manon, Jax Beggers, uh, Theo McDowell, Liam Hicks, Michael Brewer, Aiden Anderson, Grant Wolfram, plus legitimate cards of uh, see, a team set card from Kawika Emsley Pye, who's one of their coaches. He was in the Round Rock set last year. And then regular cards of uh, Justin Slayton and Alex Spies. So over, I got 28 cards signed yesterday, which, I mean, for a team where the opposition only has three guys with cards, that's a pretty decent day out there. That's so, yeah, good. did pretty well. Do the guys know you? Do they know you now? I'm sure a few of them do. There's a few who probably recognize me, but so far that hasn't really affected anything. It only does it. It seems like with uh, some of the bigger names and stuff like um, – Totally blank on the guy's name. We had the second baseman last year who he definitely uh, recognized all of us. And eventually he, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm only going to sign for you guys if I hit a home run or something like that. It's <laughs> like, dude, just say you're done signing. Don't, you know, don't be like that. But, yeah, I think some of them do. And it varies as to how much they care. Cause, I mean, I'm not like dropping, you know, nine of the exact same cards like some of these people do on them or anything. Yeah. I keep the four cards at most each time. So very cool. It sounds like you had a. a productive day and i'm oh, yeah. jealous you are the in-person guy i'm very jealous well uh, drew we have a really fun show this week we have ray schulte from the national he's the director of communications and we talked to ray about um what's going on in the national this year and just uh talk about him what's going on in the hobby it's a really fun interview that's coming up and then we have les les wolf les wolf is going to talk to us about all kind of the news that's been going on in the hobby very uh news focused week and we had a lot of things going on with the fanatics tops um contract thing and a lot of other things going on so we get let less take that is coming up guys next week we'll have clemente lise and we also have mac mcduncan who is uh known as dab dab z d-a-b-p-z he is a a big collector and a big breaker and we're going to have him on next week so all sorts of fun stuff and we also have all our regular segments right drew Yes, we do. Baker's Dozen kicks it off where we'll cover everything in the news from from the sports collectibles world here this week. As you mentioned, we've got Ray Schulte and Les Wolf both joining us here back to back right after that. We'll go into making the grade where we cover all things from the world of grading from the previous week. Stamp approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something, anything from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be. It's been a while since I've done a food one. So that might be something I have to look into here for this one. I've got the Vern Rap Minute, where we cover any deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anybody that you might consider TTMing, we will try to let you know anytime that they uh, pass on. And of course, the main reason why we all are here, TTM returns. And Drew, we earned our TTM letters this week. You know, we're, oh, yes. we're, we're varsity this week. We get we get letters this week. Yes, finally. It's uh, I mean, we've had a few uh, in, in uneven and slow weeks here over the last few and now we're finally both uh both up there again yeah we, we actually like we we, we can say we t- were ttmers this week yes yes which is great hey uh guys we love to hear from you our favorite thing is to get emails right Joe? we love to get emails yes. we love to get feedback uh we're going to give you the most powerful email address in the hobby this is ttmcast 
at yahoo.com. Very good. That is great. Make sure you send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we're always looking for people for Collector's Corner. So make sure you email us, guys. Make sure you copy down the email address. Save it. It is the most powerful email address in the hobby. It is? We'll give it to you slow so you can write it down. T-T-M-Cast, such as the thing you put on your arm, at yahoo.com. He is the man, the man, Drew. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Drew, I think we got all our housekeeping in order. Let's get into a little Baker's Dozen, all right? All right. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there's always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. A lot of stuff going on. But first, let's give away some CDs, Drew, all right? Yeah, so we, got, we got two baseball, uh, the Baseball Project CDs. We had them on, uh, we had Steve Wynn on last week. And this is their brand new CD that's coming out in June, next uh, June 30th. So next week. So you're going to get this before it is even hitting the uh, the airways. And uh, guys, I just, my wife is putting them in the mail this morning. These two winners, our two winners are Jake Flynn from Los Angeles. Jake Flynn's a, uh, a great listener of ours. Congratulations. And we got Guy Enriquez. I think his his uh, his wife or, or daughter entered him. I don't even know if the nice. guy knew he won, but he is from Kalamazoo, Michigan. You know who else is from Kalamazoo, right? Who? Derek Jeter. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Derek Jeter is from Kalamazoo. So Guy Enriquez and Jake Flynn, congratulations. You guys won uh, Baseball Project CDs. They are really cool. They're coming your way. I'm sorry they're not autographed because I got them. Uh, the guys didn't even have the CDs when I talked to them. I had to go right from the record company. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna probably see these guys. They're coming to um, Cambridge, Massachusetts in uh, August 19th. And I'm going to try to meet up with the guys and, and see their show. And if I do get to see them, I'm, I'll, maybe I'll try to get some type of autograph, maybe an autograph picture, an autograph CD or something that I can give away. But we got two CDs, Jake Flynn and Guy Enriquez. Congratulations. You guys are winners. Drew, this is crazy. I, I don't know if you've been following this thing. The to top sent out new contracts to um, dealers, to their dealers uh, that they have supposed to sign by the, the uh, mid-July and uh, what, uh, uh, I don't know, it just, it, it's just strange, very strange. The whole thing is uh, just kind of some of the points of this contract are that um, they have no business to business sales of unopened product, top, product without top permission. That means if I have a, a, a card store, Drew, and you own a card store, if I, if I can buy, say I buy a thousand boxes of a uh, 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 product from Tops, I can't sell those to you. If I have a big card store that, and I want to sell to some small card stores, I can't sell those products to you without Tops telling me it's okay. That is unbelievably stupid. Although I can understand a little bit of it because it's going to kind of make sure that, you know, nobody's going to 
you know, go hoarding stuff from Target or Walmart or something like we saw about, you know, three years ago or so. But that's just rife for, I mean, how are you even going to enforce that? What's going to keep me from going into your shop as just Drew Pelto, not owner of, you know, Drew's cards or anything like that? What's going to keep me as Drew Pelto from walking in there and buying 50 boxes? You know, well, that's, well, that's gonna, ridiculous. Gonna, you're going to see that in the last bullet, all right? Because right. the, the next bullet is that the shops can't sell or box break spots online. They can only have do breaks in store. So if you do, you want to do breaks, you can't do breaks online. You can only do in your store. That's kind of ball, also kind of ballsy. Yeah, the, I'd say that's also very stupid on the part of fanatics. They right? accounts are expected to mean standard business hours, meaning that they have to be open uh, like seven hours a day, six days a week, or some, I forget what the number is, like five days a week. So they they want to dictate the hours that your store is open. Oh, geez. And lastly, you must submit complete and accurate quarterly reporting. They want to know where where your sales are coming from, how your sales are coming from, who your sales are going to, who are your customers. They want they want complete and utter uh, accurate reporting of all tops products. Okay, so I walk in there, cash in hand, and buy it and tell you my name is Jimbo McNulty. How are you going to know, fanatics? How are you going to know? This is the most not, idiotic thing that I have ever heard. They're not, but they want to be Big Brother. And this this whole the, this whole thing is amazing. I'm amazed at the whole new contract that they're trying to get dealers to sign. And um, it doesn't bode well for the, for the future. They're trying to they're trying to sink and kill card shops. Yes. That's all this is. They want to consolidate all of the power. They want all the monopoly of the entire collectibles industry. And it's disgusting that it is that obvious that that is what they're doing and that they're being allowed to get away with this. This I mean, with the, you combine that with the fact that, you know, they're buying up tops, they're buying up all these contracts from all the pro sports leagues and being the only provider. You are opening yourself massively to a potential lawsuit here over antitrust kind of practices. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they, and I hope somebody stands up to them for it. They're, they're monopolized. They want to monopolize and they, they yes. are monopolizing and then they want control that, you know, they're. They're the, the thousand pound gorilla and they're going to try to uh, muscle the, the the card stores. And it's really too bad. Uh, Les and I talk about it. If you, we're going to talk about uh, it with Les coming up. But it's just unbelievable that they had the, the chutzpah to ask for these things. And as a card dealer, I, I don't know. You're giving away your independence. That's part of owning a business is, yeah. is your independence. And you're they're asking you to give away your independence to sell their product. And uh, hopefully these guys stand up to him in, in some class action suit or something, because I just think it's really uh, a bad direction for the hobby. Michael Rubin acts like a little spoiled brat who's never been told no in his life. This is insane. Well, we'll wow. see. We'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, if you have a, you know, if you if you have a if you have a card shop, if you're a dealer, uh, send us an email. Let us know. We'd love to have you on the show and talk to you yes. about this because it's really interesting. Uh, how people the card stores are going to react on this so uh send us an email if you do have a card shop and, and you, you I'd like we'd like to know how you're dealing with the, this new fanatics tops contract all right yes all right Drew. we have some new new uh national signers before we got well we're about a month away got some yeah guys just about a month at the show yeah we got a uh, four new additions we mentioned three of them on our wednesday show here this week don cheney marshawn lynch and anthony edwards all have been added and 
think that might be the first national for all three of those guys. And we've got another big name who just got added yesterday, I think is when the announcement came out. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be on the signers list as well. So I'm sure he's not going to be cheap. I know the stuff through his online store has been uh, very expensive to be able to get, but hey, he's going to be there. If you want to throw the money down and have a chance to meet Kareem along with it, go check that out. Yeah, pretty. that's pretty cool. It's nice to see that he's at the show. Hey, guys, we have some auction news to let you guys know about. Remember with that, the Will Chamberlain rookie uniform that we had talked about? Uh, we find mm-hmm. It got sold. It sold for $1.79 million at CPC Auctions. Rob Go, who has he bought the uh, Gretzky final jersey that we've talked about in the Kobe yep. and NBA finals jersey. Well, he bought this Will Chamberlain rookie uniform. Uh, he actually owned he bought the uh, Mickey Mantle card last year as well. So the, uh, Rob is putting together quite a collection. Congratulations, Rob. We're actually we've got a, I've got a couple of uh, feelers out to see if we can get Rob on the show. I've got I, I got a couple ends on him, so we're going to see if we can get Rob on the show just to talk about his amassing this great collector. But one point seven nine for Will Chamberlain's rookie uniform. Good job, Rob. Yeah, I mean, if you got the money to throw in and all that stuff, I'd much rather have it in jerseys than on I don't know submarine rides or anything like that. True. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got some stuff from the Robert Edwards auction as well. They sold 3,700 items during that, $1.25 million total in sales. Highlight of that one, they had a 1951 Bowman Mickey Mantle. So his true rookie card right there. The only one that came out before the uh, famous 52 Tops one. PSA 3, the grade on that one, still went for $23,400. A couple other big names, Alexander Ovechkin's rookie card, a PSA Gem Mint 10 from the 0506 Upper Deck Hockey Set, card 443 there. That went for $4,680, lower than I thought it would, but there's some definitely some growth potential right there. And also an 8687 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card, card number 57, of course, in that set. It's a PSA uh, 6 on the grade there. $3,480. It's nice to see kind of those, they're coming down a little, right? The price is coming down, down a little. Not that yeah, we'll, I mean, you and I will be able to afford it, but they are coming right. down a little. Yeah, I mean, a lot of even those mid-range Jordans there were uh, skyrocketing there for a while. And finally, yeah, coming back to earth, like you said. And I don't think I'm going to own one, but still, it's it's nice to know that it's, it's closer to a possibility there. Well, Drew, we've had some new releases. We love talking about new releases. We've got uh, 2023 Donner's uh, Racing is out. You get 24 packs, eight cards per pack. You get one auto and two memorabilia. The hobby box is going for 75 bucks. That's not too bad. And, and racing yeah. is really great for TTMing. So 2023 yes. Donner's Racing is 75 bucks. And the great thing those Don, with those Donner's Racing sets, they have a lot of uh, old-time racers in there as well. You're going to get you know the guys from the 70s and 80s, like you know Richard Petty and Harry Gant, both excellent TTMers in there, along with, I mean, the current guys as well. Uh, Tops Overtime Elite Chrome is coming out as well for the 22-23 season. You can get a value box for $25. It'll contain two exclusive Raywave Refractor Parallels, or you can get a hobby box for $79, two Chrome autographs in there. Not a bad price for getting two guaranteed autographs. We got Top Sterling Baseball. You get two autograph cards in there. Uh, this is kind of lottery ticket esque, right, Drew? Yep, yep. Um, they're going for about five hundred and fifty bucks. I've seen some breaks. They're not not too bad. Uh, five fifty is a little pricey, but yep. Top Sterling Baseball two autograph cards for five hundred fifty bucks. Another one that's a little bit of a lottery ticket, but also a little bit more affordable is Panini Three and Two Baseball. Two hundred dollars is the price tag on there, and you're going to get three base cards and two inserts in there. Those inserts will be one autograph and one memorabilia card. So, you know, once again, a little bit of a lottery ticket there as well, but $200, a little bit better of a price tag there. We got an online exclusive from Panini. It's called Photogenic. Did you have you did you work on this, Drew, at all? Have you seen them? 
I didn't. I've I've heard about it at least, but I haven't gotten a chance to really look at it or anything. There was this ten packs, five cards per pack. You get one autograph. They're going for six hundred dollars. This is an online exclusive. You can go to Panini America dot uh, com to get it it's called photogenics it is out now it's 600 bucks for a hobby box got some tennis uh, stuff coming out as well the 2021 tops chrome sapphire tennis set so delayed a couple of years in there but that's finally hitting the shelves now 60 dollars for a box there out of that you're going to see eight packs with four cards per pack so 32 cards total and among those you'll have two sapphire parallels so it's a tops chrome sapphire tennis 60 dollars yeah, there's a lot of um, vintage guy people in there. Vintage yeah, kind of figured guys it would be. So I would think that might be a good um, TTM if you're into tennis, right? Yes. All right, Drew. Well, that wraps up Baker's Dozen. We had a lot of different stuff this week. Always always great to do news and new releases. Uh, we're going to go right into Collector's Corner. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. Well, this week on Collectors Corner, we had the chance to talk to Ray Schulte. Ray Schulte is Director of Communications for the National, the upcoming National. We're about a month away. And uh, we talked to Ray about things that are planned for the upcoming National. And we look back at some past Nationals. And uh, Ray has been around uh, with the National for a while. So it's great to hear from Ray and find out what's uh, coming up. So please enjoy my interview with Ray Schulte from the National. Joining us on the show is Ray Schulte. Ray is Director of Communications for the National, the 43rd National Sports Collectors Convention is in Chicago, July 26th to the 30th at the Donald Stevens Convention Center. And we're so happy to have Ray to talk about the best show of the year. Welcome, Ray. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here. Right. The, the show just keeps growing and growing. Atlantic City last year, I couldn't believe how many people were there and all the buzz and excitement for the, you know, with the Mickey Mantle card and the Breakers Pavilion. It just seemed like it was just a lot of buzz in the air. Well, absolutely. You know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, we were averaging about forty-five to 50,000 uh, attendees who would converge on the convention center. And the pandemic came, and then all of a sudden, like in Chicago and Atlantic City, we're just under 100,000. So, yeah, it's, it's taken off. And not just, not just the attendees, but obviously the exhibitors, too. We have, even today, we've increased the square footage from 400, 400 uh, to 600,000 square feet. Can you imagine that? 400 to, to 600,000 square feet. And we still have a waiting list of um, over 100 exhibitors that want to get into the national. So uh, to say that it's expanded is an understatement. And uh, to say that uh, you know, people are excited to be there, um, I, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. <laughs> How has the uh, ticket sales, the pre-sales been for so, so far? Uh, ticket sales have been through the roof. Um, it's it's been it's it's been unreal in terms of uh, you know the fast it, 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 the ticket sales are increasing faster and faster each year. Uh, the VIPs I don't know if we've sold out yet, but I think if I know we will sell out. Just a question of uh, you know when it will, whether it be before July or during the July. I know, and, and TriStar is bringing in over 125 autograph guests. It's more people that who's not going to be at the show than who's going to be at the show this year, don't you think? 
Yeah, they've done a great job. TriStar has always done a great job. And, and, and for anybody out there that, that can't you know, imagine 125 athletes, and these are high profile uh, superstars that come in um, all sports. And, and you know, th to be able to bring them in and do it in such a way, I know that uh, Bobby Mintz and Mandy Ferris, uh, they do a great job for TriStar. And we, you know, it's, you know, as an agent myself, um, I do know that obviously, you know, when there's the national comes rolling up every year, you know, this is the place to be. You, you want to be signing at the national because of the numbers of people, the, the fans are great. And uh, so it's a, it's a win-win for the athletes and for us. And I think we're getting a lot of um, national media that's interested in it as well. I know last year there was a lot of national media wandering around and, and uh, I'm sure. Is it is you expecting the same this year? Well, it's picked up since the pandemic. You know, everybody wanted to know why were the the uh, you know the sales and the interest in the hobby you know skyrocketing, and and so they've uh, they've kind of just followed us. And you know, whether it's uh, Major League Baseball, you know, MLB Network, or whether it's uh, Rob or or whoever, they they basically. Uh, have much, much more interest in, in what's happening. And, and because of our, you know, our, our, our demographics, our target audience have increased. You know, we, we've gone from years ago, it was primarily male, younger male, and now it's gone from, you know, uh, to, to it's a husband and wife, it's, you know, brother and sister, uh, grandpa and grandma. Uh, so now we have the whole family. So now we've, we've broadened that to, to the point where now much more mainstream media are involved in it and, and want, to, want to find out a little bit more about what's going on and, and how it happened and where it's going. And it's not just a typical card show, right? There's a, you know, there's a, all the manufacturers are there, all the big grading companies are there, all, all the uh, breakers are there. It's, there's, it, there's a lot to do on the show then just look look at some old cards now right yeah no absolutely and you know i i work with a lot of nonprofits too so you know we're talking about make a wish and, and we bring in a lot of kids to the you know to, to get their wishes uh made by these you know high profile athletes but but the most important thing for me is it's not it's you know trading cards and vintage memorabilia authentication grading uh breaking all that all that is fantastic but it's, it, for me, it's just the overall experience. I mean, you can go in there, be a sports fan or not even an entertainment fan, and just, it, it can be so exhilarating in terms of just walking the aisles and just people watching and, and listening to things, you know, uh, exhibitors tell stories about, you know, when Mickey Mantle was playing, you know, this, this is the glove that he was wearing uh, from, from our auction houses. Uh, so it's, it's more of an experience, I think, than anything else that, that really sells the national. And the fact that from within our industry, you know, people like yourself and, and, and me, I mean, it's the place to go to see everybody and to talk to everybody. Uh, you know they're going to be there. You know, it's not a question of uh, you know, are they going to a regional show or are they going to a local show? They're going, if there are anybody in the industry, they're going to, the, and they will be on site at the national at some point in time. And, and that's what you're looking for, you know, to, to, to see old friends and, and make new ones. Yeah, and I think what's nice is that the, 
the companies that are involved, you know, the companies like Collects or, or, or Collectibles or some of the, the companies that, that are really the lifeblood of the industry, they release new stuff and they make it a real big uh, event as opposed to just another card show. Well, a lot of the exhibitors, you know, you know, they're they're looking at it. They, you know, all throughout the year, they're probably pretty heavy in social media, uh, so they're 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 communicating with a lot of people throughout the country already. Uh, it's their opportunity to come and see these people face to face. You know, just uh, kind of um, you know look at the relationships and and build relationships. Uh, but it's also a place where you can go and whether you're an exhibitor or you're, you're you own a brick and mortar or whatever. It gives you a little bit more of a comfort level in terms of where the industry is and where it's going, because like you said, you see a lot of new companies, you see a lot of new things being implemented into the into the hobby that uh, you may not see if you're just back in uh, Peoria, Illinois, or, or, or you know, San Diego or Miami. It's 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 there and, and you can touch it and feel it and, and have a better perspective in terms of what you want to do and maybe where you want to go. Uh, uh, once you leave the, the show and go back home. One of the cool things uh, about last year's show, I think it was the first time you guys had it, we had a trade night. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that going to be continuing in Chicago? Well, absolutely, yeah. That was such a success last year in, in, in Atlantic City. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but there, there are people had to be turned away from the trade night last year. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, they're, 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 it's going to be happening again this uh, Thursday night during the show. Um, and there's also a lot of other things. So, you know, I've, I've been doing this since my 12th year uh, as, as communications director. And so uh, I've seen kind of what's happening, like I call it off the field. In other words, you know, outside the convention hall. And, you know, it's always been really fun and exciting. I can't tell you the things that are happening uh, outside the show this year. I mean, every night, I'm talking about starting Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. There are things, there are activities that are scheduled. You know, and these are from a lot of the individual exhibitors, individual companies that kind of, you know, they want to celebrate. They want to take advantage of everybody being there. Uh, they want to you know, conduct new business. Uh, it, not only within the convention center, but outside the convention center. So to, to answer your question, there's going to be other like uh, what we call mini trade nights or mini activities, mini experiences that'll be happening throughout the uh, you know throughout the five days of the show. And you know, if if you're an exhibitor, you're probably approached by many of these uh, you know party servers and 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 uh, invited to their their uh, their um, events because. Again, it's one of those things that, you know, it opens up uh, a line of communication and, and hopefully a new business form. And you guys have partnered again with uh, Signatures for Soldiers. My friend Tim Virgilio has done a great job. Um, how has how that uh, partnership grown over the year, years and how do you see it moving forward? Well, it's a, it's a great relationship. I mean, I, you know, I think when, when we first set this out, uh, the whole idea was that we as a hobby, we as a national, wanted to give back to the community. You know, for everything they do for us, they welcome us into their, their community. Um, they, they, the hospitality has always been great. Um, you know, and so what we wanted to do is give something back. And, and I kind of want to put it in, in, in the perspective that it was a give to a nonprofit that, that the exhibitors could feel good about it too. 
they could be part of it. You know, it's you know, when we say the national uh, auction benefiting signature facilities, it's it's not it's not the national, it's the exhibitors who partake in the national. It's their auction. So um, many of them have have stepped up and have been donating some great things to Tim and his uh, organization. But yep. you know, just just to know that you know we're giving back as a hobby, we're giving back as the national, we're giving back as exhibitors participating there. It's a great feeling to know that uh, you know we raised over maybe thirty five thousand dollars last year, uh, thanks to a lot of the exhibitors who donated a lot of items uh, to Tim. And uh, Tim will be set up at the show. Uh, and uh, Pristine Auction is is, uh, is our auction platform this year. Again, they did a great job last year. Uh, we'll start the auction uh, July 1st. And so anybody, and we'll, and we'll be promoting this on, on our uh, national Instagram and collectible media Instagram. So people will get to, get to be able to participate as early as July 1st. We're, we're on the approaching our 14th time uh, visiting Chicago for the national, hosting the national. Why do you think Chicago has been such a, a, um, a regular in terms of hosting the show? And, and what does Chicago bring that some of the other, other uh, venues don't bring? Well, that's a great question. And I often get asked that. And I don't mind answering it. I, 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 think, it's, uh, I think it's important, um, especially when we have a new regime coming in for next year, our new, new uh, promotional partners. Um, and so, you know, the thing about Chicago is, one, it's centrally located. Uh, too. And, and I've done, I can't tell you how many uh, events I've done. I've, I've worked with all the major, you know, all the uh, MLB, NHL, uh, football and all that. And so I, I've almost been in every every venue throughout the country. And there's, there's certain things uh, from an event standpoint that you look for in terms of, of making it successful and also, you know, palpable in terms of, you know, having your exhibitors, you know, have a great experience. The thing that's great about um, uh, Chicago is our relationship with the convention people. It's also in an area that's it's non-union. So, you know, little things like, you know, the exhibitors, when they load in, they can actually pull into the convention floor yep. and go right up to their booth and unload. Now, you can't do that in many cities throughout the country. And so for that, that is such a luxury and such, a, such an advantage. Now, obviously, load out, they can do the same thing. So that is so so important, and and I think everything else in terms of uh, you know packages coming in, you know all the all the thing all the little things that make it um, you know make it much more desirable and, and easier on our exhibitors. But you know we have a great floor manager, Larry Ross, and Larry doesn't get a lot of credit, but I guarantee you the exhibitors know who he is because he does such a great job in terms of load in managing the floor during the show and then load out. And so uh, to me, that's one of the, the, the key things. The other thing too, which a lot of people don't realize is the hotel situation. You know, we have a guy that is full-time on just our liaison with the, the hotels in the local, you know, Rosemont, Chicago area. And he basically is working those hotels year round. And when I say working, you know, he's in there making sure that we have blocks of room that are at a certain price point that not only our exhibitors can afford, but also all the people that are the sports fans and collectors coming in, converging on the convention center, they can afford too. You know, you, you don't have that. That's that's a, that's a talent that basically, uh, again, contributes to you know the overall success of the show. 
Now, if we went to Dallas, if we went to Los Angeles, it'd be starting from scratch and it'd be tough to be able to you know, pull that off. And so, yeah, maybe we get a room at $200, $250 in Chicago. We may, have, we may end up paying $400 in LA or, or Dallas or whatever. So those things are important. And, uh, but I think it's just the overall experience, you know, the surroundings, Rosemont Village is so, so uh, relaxing and, you know, with the restaurants and the activities and the outdoor concerts and bowling and all that kind of stuff, shopping, it, it just really uh, lends itself to, you know, that, that experience. You know, once you get off the floor and, and you want to do something, you want, you want to relax at night or, uh, or sometime during the day. We're speaking with Ray Schulte. Ray is the Director of Communications for the National Sports Collectors Convention. Guys, if you haven't heard about it, you must be living under a rock again. It is July 26th to 30th at the Rosemont. It's the Donald Stevens Convention Center in Chicago. It's the 43rd annual. This is the 14th. 14th time we've been back to Chicago. It is uh, the show of shows. It is a show of the year. If you haven't been to a national, uh, you're missing something, guys. You come to the national. Ray, why don't you give a couple tips to people that might not have been to a national before to make sure that they have a successful uh, you know, time at the show? Well, I think most people would say, make sure you wear comfortable clothes. You know, Make sure that you, you're dressed appropriately. Uh, you have some kind of rubber soles, speakers, uh, you know, don't wear anything that, uh, because it, 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 the thing about the national is that you can come in and, and, and show up on Wednesday and you're not going to see most of the floor until maybe Thursday or Friday. So it's it, it just because of the, num the number of square footage that we have, it, it is so important that for me, that if you're coming to national, you're going to spend a couple of days. Do some homework. Do some like what I call due diligence. Look, look at, look at the the show floor. You can go to our website. You can see all the dealers are there. If you're interested in Pokemon, um, you know, check out all the Pokemon uh, exhibitors. Where are they located? And make sure that you know during day one, you have a strategy that hey, I'm going to make sure I'm going to hit these exhibitors before you know, I go and look at everything else. Uh, if there's things about, uh, if, you, if you want to look at uh, an auction house or you have some items that you want to get appraised, look at all the auction houses and where are they located on the floor map? Uh, and then again, go through that, make sure that you, you see and talk to that. Uh, uh, look, at, look at who's going to be there. Um, some of, whether it's a, a CEO or a president or a sales manager, Find out, you know, you know, you know, who's coming, and make sure you kind of maybe set up an appointment with them. But that's important, also, you know, uh, with with the families coming in now, you know, you know setting some time aside for for lunch or for dinner or whatever. That's also important. So I think the thing is, time it out, strategize, and uh, make sure you know where you're going uh, to begin with, so you get all that out of the way. I can't tell you, you know, Jeff, every year there's about 20 people that I, I've said, hey, let's check, let's, uh, let's get uh, together at the National. And I've never seen them, you know. Uh, I know, it's just so big, Ray, isn't it? It, it? Well, not only is it big, but you, when you get there, you get distracted. I mean, there's so many things going on that it pulls you this way, it pulls you that way. Uh, and by the end of the day, say, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I wish I had saw so-and-so. Yeah, he was here today or she was here today. And, and I miss them. 
And, and so, you know, make sure that you, uh, you, you make every effort to, to make that happen. I think the biggest, biggest thing about it, you go into a, a, like a venue like this, it's just kind of like you say, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll just uh, roam the floor and, and I'll see what I see. Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's okay. But if you're there for a specific reason, either to get educated, to buy or to trade or to, to get something appraised, make sure you know where you're going. And uh, we, we have a, you know, once you get there, uh, Heritage does a nice program where it has, the, has a map and has the exhibitors and locations and all that. So uh, make sure you get that, make sure you follow that. And uh, you know, from everything from the manufacturers to the main stage, to the athletes, there's always something going on. So make sure you know, like when, when maybe a, a favorite athlete is signing, you know, when is uh, Freddie McGriff signing? Oh yeah, he's signing Saturday afternoon. Okay, well now that's, you know, that's something, that's, that's a time uh, where you know where you're gonna be. Uh, if, if, if there's something going on at Tops or Panini, uh, you know you're gonna be there. It's not something that you just show up for and well, you know, if it happens, it happens. Um, that's good, but it's not, it's not what most people come for. I agree. Well, you, one of the cool things that you guys do is children under 12 are admitted free all week. Um, do you have anything special planned for the kids? I know a lot of the manufacturers give cards away and a lot of the, even the, vend, the vendors that are selling, if they see a kid come up to the booth, they usually, uh, you know, help the kids out and, and give them some cards. What do you guys have planned for the, the kids at the show this year? Well, it's, it's, it's a great question because, you know, it was, you know, um, it was years ago that we decided to, you know, for kids 12 and under to get it free. And I think that really opened the door in terms of making, making it more appeal, not only for the kids, but the, you know, the moms and dads that come in and, uh, it, but the, the vendors have been fantastic. You know, the manufacturers, you know, once we did that, they started uh, programming and planning around that. And so they have, you know, may, they may have breaks in their booth. They may have um, you know, other exhibit situations. We have the main stage where the Mike Burkus main stage where you know we, we cater to kids as well. Um, you know, Brody the kid is still our ambassador. And, <laughs> yep. and he's out there promoting it to kids. And he's gonna you know, be he's gonna be an old a teenager soon. <laughs> yeah, but he still knows how to relate to the kids. I mean, I mean, he, he's he's fantastic and he's in, he's he's back this year. We also have four or five other kids um, that are, are kind of what I consider national ambassadors and, and they're helping us right now in terms of the mainstream uh, media and also our hobby uh, media and social media. So they're promoting to kids. And, and so I think, that was, I think that's really, I mean, we've got that handled and, and, uh, and I think that's uh, exciting. The other, the other aspect of it is, is uh, you know, the, the women in the hobby. What a what what a growth we've we've experienced in the last couple of years, and a lot of it will be highlighted this year. I mean, it's it's been fantastic from so, from from the hobby social media to the online presence and the things I have planned on site. Uh, you know, we're really excited that Angel Reese come in. Uh, she's one of the uh, NIL you know, top grossing uh, uh, college athletes uh, from LSU. She'll be signing, and she's got a huge following. And so there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, something for everybody in the family. 
if um, is there anything new that that's planned for this year that that we haven't seen in in the uh, previous shows? Well, I think everything we everything we've had is is uh, existing. I think we you know like with the, the breaking pavilion, I think you'll see more exciting opportunities there. Um, David Gelfman has done a, a fantastic job, and, and a lot of it is, is it's also I mean it's all relevant and related to our our hobby, our exhibitors. You know what what are they doing? What are they bringing in, and uh, and and how are they going to uh, add to the the excitement, the innovation, the you know the future uh, for collecting? So you'll see a lot a lot of things going on. I think you know our our, our Wednesday is going to be exciting again you know, for our VIP collectors. Um, yeah. Soft opening will be great, and uh, it's funny how the the soft opening is probably one of the most exciting times because it's one of the times when people know, yeah, and it's it's funny, but they they, they know that the all the good stuff. Well, I say all the good stuff. All they and that's a perception. All the all the things they may want uh, are on the tables with the exhibitors, and they want to be the first ones to get there. And so it's kind of it's kind of like it's 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 one of those things that have really grown. It's grown in. Uh, throughout the last couple of years is that uh, I've got to be there for the soft opening. So, you know, um, how's the availability for hotel rooms now? If someone wants to, you know, they haven't booked their hotel, but they still, oh, I want to go to the National. I've been going back and forth. How's the um, availability of hotels in the area right now? Well, I, I think there's still availability. I think I think if you go to our website, um, we have some suggested hotels. And if not, then, you know, the surrounding areas. The good thing about, again, being in Chicago, is that you know we've cultivated uh, a relationship with everybody, not just in Rosemont but in surrounding areas too. So even though if it's outside the, the, the direct perimeter, you know there, there's still opportunities to get hotels and and, and the, the the transportation is is great. So um, uh, I, I would say I would do it I would do it as quickly as possible, but you know it it, it should be it should be okay. Guys, you can go to uh, the website is www.nsccshow.com. You can check out everything about the National right there, including tickets are still available. I believe the Super VIP are sold out, but there I think there are still a few VIP tickets, right? There's a, there's a few tickets, yeah. But I, I also strongly suggest getting your, even your general admission tickets. Get them online. Obviously, there's a discount if you get them online versus on site. But uh, yeah, it, it, once you get there, and Jeff, I'm sure you've seen it, but the lines, oh, the lines, are unbelievable. <laughs> so it's much better to to get your ticket online and just be able to to get there and and uh, be prepared for the lines. I mean, yeah, the, guys, there's yeah. no way around it. There's lines, and uh, one of the lines is for autograph tickets. If you purchase your autograph tickets before, you're going to be so happy. Go to try tar tristarshows.com for all the autograph tickets and auto all the autograph guests uh, remember the show is wednesday night there's a sneak peek on the 26th from 4 to 8 thursday through saturday the 27th through the 29th is 10 to 6 sunday the 30th is 10 to 5 we are speaking with ray schulte he is director of communications for the national once again the national is july 26th to the 30th at the donald stevens convention center at in chicago it's the 43rd annual guys got good t-shirts planned this year i love the 42 last year <laughs> with, with jackie robinson i hope you guys got good t-shirts planned this year yeah we, we've got uh you know that, that has been extremely popular and it, is, it, it will be back 
uh, in July. So uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Ray Schulte, guys, it, it, if you haven't been to the national, go. If you can't make the national this year, next year it will be in Cleveland. And uh, the fall, the 45, 46, 47 is still up for grabs, but I'm sure it'll be in Chicago soon. Chicago is the place. It's the 14th year that they're they're doing the national in Chicago. It is a great um, place to do it. There is going to be what over 750 booths. Is that that our number we're looking at this year, Ray? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Obviously, it's expanded, but uh, yeah, 750, 600,000 square feet. Yeah, it is. If the, if you can't find it at the national, it doesn't exist. Is that true, Ray? Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's, that's been our motto. And that was Mike Burkus who said that, you know, the years ago. And uh, it's, uh, it's held true. <laughs> so, guys, if you're going to national, national is uh, they have uh, social media. They're on Facebook at National Sports Collectors Convention, Inc. They're on Twitter at NC, NSCC Show on Instagram at N. SCC show and collectible media and their hashtag. Make sure you use the hashtag. If you go into the national and you're going to be posting stuff on social media, use NSCC 23. 23, right? 23, yeah. And, and, and listen, I, I, I'd like to have uh, not, not just your exhibitors, but all your, uh, your listeners that, and, and uh, followers that are going to come to the national post something and tag us. And, and, and I love reposting stories so if you're talking about coming to the national for the first time and you post it on instagram you know the odds are we're going to repost it and uh and if you tag us i'll find it but uh yeah it's it's going to be a great show where i'm really excited about it i can't wait for it uh there's a ton of work to be done but we've got a great staff uh we've got a a, a great um, on-site staff and so it's going to be it's going to be one of those uh, experiences, one of those memories that you'll never forget. Right, and you don't have to spend thousand dollars, guys. There's there are plenty of twenty five cent and one dollar and fifty cent boxes that you could spend the whole show going through. Get great cards, have fun, bring the kids, expose them to the hobby, and, and they're just going to love it. It's just so, so much a, such a fun well, time. Yeah, and the other thing, Jeff, that we, we, we touched on a little bit, but it's the one thing that I find is it, when appealing to people, let's say, in the Chicago market, if you, if you have anything in your possession that was handed down to you, whether it's a baseball, signed baseball, or, or, or a book, or whatever it may be, a trading card, and you don't know, uh, and you're, you have no idea what the value is, or the legitimacy, the authenticity, bring it down to the national because the odds are you, you can get it you can get it appraised for free. And people there will tell you, they'll advise you what to do. And then uh, after all said and done, you may even sell it to the person. So <clears throat> excuse me, you know, if you have any questions about the hobby, and you know, it's a great thing for a lot of nonprofits too, a lot of nonprofits. You know, they get a lot of memorabilia they have no idea about or they need authenticated. Uh, you know, bring it down to the national, makes create some relationship that will, you know, obviously going to let utilize from, from year to year. Yeah, and we have, I have um, Les Wolf. I'm sure you know Les. Les has been a contributor sure. at the show forever. Hey, he's a, he's a regular contributor on my show. And him and I always talk about have fun, collect what you love, have fun and everything else will fall in place. Don't worry about making a million dollars on your cards. <laughs> right. Collect what you love and have fun, right? Absolutely, yeah. 
All right, Ray, thank you very much. Ray Schulte from the National. Guys, it is going to be in Chicago this year at the Stevens Convention Center at the Rosemont. It is going to be the 26th to the 30th of July. Hopefully, you guys will be there. I will be there. So make sure you stop by and say hello and, and just have a great time. And there's so many autograph guests. If you want to check out the autograph guests, go to tristarshows.com. There's over 125 guys signing. There's tickets still available, VIP and regular tickets. But if you're gonna get if you're gonna wait for tickets to get to the show, you might get shut out. So get your tickets beforehand. Go to nsccshow.com for all the information on the national. Ray, thank you for your time and a very busy time for you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Guys, getting the value of your trading cards has never been easier thanks to the free Collects app. And now you can buy and sell cards with other collectors. With a million collectors on the app, you can find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar, and trade up to get your Grail card. Or if you're just looking to manage your collection, try Collects Pro, where you can export your collection, print checklists, and much more. Download Collects, C-O-L-L-X, for free on the App Store or Google Play. Well, Drew, I want to thank Ray for joining us. I love getting an update of what's going on in the National. Ray has always been very helpful to you and I, right? Getting, uh, yes. Get, getting us our media passes and and, and uh, coming on the show. And we, I love to talk to Ray about uh, the National and the hobby. And he has this really, he has his finger on the pulse of the hobby, don't you think? He absolutely does. I mean, you have to when you're running the world's biggest show like that. And he's always been really uh, open about, you know, because people always say, you know, well, why the hell is the National only being held in Chicago, Atlantic City, and Cleveland? And he's been very open. He's actually posted up on Facebook before the entire list of like all the criteria they have to meet. And it's like, well, this, okay, this really makes sense then for why they can't do it in a lot of other places there. And hopefully a lot of collectors value uh, getting that kind of an answer there. I know I sure did. Yeah. I mean, it really, it, honestly, I think it boils down to hotel availability and there's it, only so many places that can provide yeah. us enough uh, rooms because, you know, I, I would say what 90% of the people are coming into the, from outside the area to to go to oh, the yeah. national so they need a lot of hotels and that it really boils down to the availability you know these these uh locales to have enough hotel space for us yeah hotel transportation floor space and uh lack of lack of restrictions on seven breakdown and uh willingness yeah. to book two years in advance i think like the big five things that they tend to uh really have to focus on the most important ones right and you he had mentioned the unions as well that that, that yeah. was one of the things well thank you ray we really appreciate your uh your time and, and we love talking to you all right drew, drew next up we're gonna hear from our guy yes or from less <laughs> he's my favorite i love Les. <laughs> yes I love Les. You know what? Les, we sometimes we do um, appraisals. Sometimes we do um, tips and stuff. But this week we're going to really get Les's take on what's been going on in the hobby. You know, the past week with all these new these news uh, things, including the um, fanatics contract uh, tops contract with dealers. So uh, please enjoy my uh, interview with Les Wolf on kind of news of the hobby, and it's, it's a really fun take. So enjoy my time with Les Wolf. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend, Les Wolf. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG Cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. 
Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low grading fees. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. All right, guys, it's time for more from Les, and I'm talking, of course, about Les Wolf, and we're going to talk a little about some uh, news that's been happening in the hobby and sports and uh, address a real important subject at the end of our, our, our call today. Les, welcome. How was your Father's Day, my friend? It was great. Uh, we got to <clears throat> got to take the family to Peter Luger's in Brooklyn. I hadn't been there in a, since I was a kid, and it was excellent. And it's the first time I was able to order steak without but, with, uh, not prepared in butter. And I got to tell you, it was delicious. Did you, did, did you get stuck with the bill? I didn't get stuck. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't, I don't mind. You know, I, I had, uh, had my son and his girlfriend that they're moving in together. That Mazel tov. My father-in-law was there. My younger son and my lovely wife was there. And we had a good time. It was, it was fun. Very cool. How you been doing on uh, TTM returns and, and getting autographs? I know you had a, a big time at the Boxing Hall of Fame, but... How you been doing on some TTMs? Uh, I have not. Um, I've not gotten a chance to mail anything out. I got a bunch of photos I need to mail out, but I haven't had time to actually sit down and do that. All right, I'm that's actually, your, that's your homework for the week. Well, my homework really is to start since we're gonna we're gonna hit the last two state we're gonna hit the last stadium this you know hopefully in a couple next month, Kansas City. So I want to get that done, and I got to start packing for the national. And uh, I got to prepare for that. So it's kind of on the back burner of me sending out some of these photos that I have. I got a bunch of photos with that I want to get signed. So I got to do that. I got to get that together. I actually have that on my desk here. Yeah, I'm actually, I have a couple of photos of guys that I took last year at the National. I'm going to bring and hope maybe see if I can get the the guys to sign it. Sometimes it will. Oh, it's a Kate Smith one. No, it's not Kate Smith. Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's one I got to mail out. I know I can't mail this one out, but uh, see if you recognize who this is. I cannot see that one. It's in New York City. Yeah, it's Henrik Lundqvist. Okay. There's another good one. You should recognize him. Barkley? Yep. Okay. Yes. Where'd you meet Barkley? Uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Nice. Was he, uh, was he a nice guy? He's very nice. Always been very nice. Who's that, a boxing guy? No, that is Mr. Paul Westfall. Okay, well, he's not with us anymore, right? Oh, did he pass away? I think so. Mm-hmm. Here's an easy one you should recognize. Oh, I can't see it. I'm getting a glare. I can't the, see it. The logo man himself. Oh, Jerry West. It's all from a few years ago. I got more of these. I don't want to bore you with all these. Cool. Some of these well, are probably gotta, gotta get some. You, you got to get some of those out. Well, let's talk about some stuff that's been in the news this past week. A lot of lot of sports stuff. We got some basketball trades. I want to get your opinion on. Sure. Uh, first, John Morant is uh, been suspended twenty five games, and uh, it's really there's a lot of uh, danger, right, in investing in young players because. They seem to be running into more problems than than not. Um, what's your What's your feeling on investing in in young players? You know, John Morant and uh, Tatis and some of these other guys, even even like Zion Williams. 
Williamson, who hasn't done anything really in the NBA, is, is a, there's a lot of um, pitfalls, right? When you're when you're looking when you're you're looking to who you're going to invest in in your collectibles. I mean, it just goes it just goes to show you that what I've always said, and I try telling my older son Brad, is you want to collect any established superstars, Hall of Famers, that they they're like gold stock. The Ruth, the Garricks, the Manos, the Maggios, the James Naismiths, the uh, Jim Thorpes, um, the uh, Curly Lambos, the the Jim Browns, the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Lou Alcindor, or Bill Russell. You want to get the the founding fathers, you know, the 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 the, the best of the best. You want to get when you when you're investing in these kids. And he's spending a lot of money to get this stuff, especially their cards and numbers are crazy numbers. You know, you hope to get your return back. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened with Morant. I personally love his game. I just, you know, he's obviously not, doesn't have the right management to teach him or, you know, what to do and what not to do. I mean, to do it once, okay, shame on him, but to do it twice now and then, no, I know. It, you know, it's terrible, you know. Uh, and like the guy, the guy of the Patriots that brought two guns on his carry-on, Jones, just like, what are these guys thinking? Well, that's true. I mean, unfortunately, that um, these guys don't, you know, they don't think. They think what they think is because they have a lot of money that they can basically get away with anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we're a couple of uh, old white guys, right? So we're, we, I don't know how we can relate to 25-year-old uh, multimillionaires, but it just doesn't seem right that, that they're they're thinking this way. I, I, like, I think a lot of it has to do with their upbringing, to be honest with you. And I, I think because they don't have the right, well, maybe not so much upbringing, maybe more so that they don't have the right guidance. I think all the, the NBA, the NFL, MLB, uh, the NHL, the WBC, all these sanctioning bodies and all these that supervise, I think that they need to have, you know, social workers, psychotherapists, accountants. They need to have structure these guys' lives because a lot of these kids, you know, unfortunately, they've come from ghettos and bad area, bad neighborhoods, and they've risen to have and have superstar talent, but unfortunately, they don't have the right management teams behind them. You know, for example, certain boxers got ripped off by promoters years ago. Yeah, I mean, you need you need to have guidelines. You need to set this up. You know, it's one thing to have an agent, you know, in sports, but you need that agent to also he also has to be basically babysit these players. Right, I mean, a guy like Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson had more more talent than just about any boxer out there, but um, you know, he he couldn't control all, all the, the the negatives that were in in his way in terms of his his upbringing and, and the things that he had to um, you know overcome. And I think you know, it in, in the end, it, it it went out over him. Yeah, well, there's another classic example. He got taken advantage of by Robin Givens and her mother. Yeah. And and for years that he was never quite the same after that. Yeah, and I don't think he still is. I don't think he's the same the same kid coming up. When he when he came was coming up, he was unbeatable. And uh he, whatever edge he had, he lost that and, and then he got uh you know, he got in trouble with the law. And it's just too bad. 
No, it's uh, it's true. All right, we got um, we had a couple trades in the NBA, and I love. I'm a big trade guy. I love trades. Uh, we had the um, Bradley Beal went to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, and a couple second round picks and first round pick swaps. Um, from a basketball standpoint, do you think that's a good deal for the Suns? Obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have did it. But I, I would say, uh, you know, Beal's an exciting player. I mean, Paul is is winding down his career. Uh, I personally, uh, I hate when a guy like Chris Paul that's got a world of talent and got the team to that juncture and they get they trade him away like he's yesterday's news. I don't like yeah. that, but it's that's just it's a business really. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to DFA him. And Paul's going to sign with a contender. Uh, I think it's, you know, Phoenix is going for the big three. You know, him, uh, you know, at least they didn't have to give up uh, Aiton. So, yeah, right. They've been kind of dangling Aiton out, but they can't, they haven't been able to find a taker for him. Yeah. What do you, do you think, um, Beal, that makes him more, uh, more collectible? Do you think he's gonna? People are gonna have uh, more desire to have something uh, Bradley Beal rookie card or uh, an autograph from him. Um, it all depends if he wins. Really, I think a lot, a lot, a lot has to do with players winning. You know, in the towns. I mean, I think, I think he's a great talent. I'm just glad my my Knicks didn't mortgage the future to get him now. So I I, I like that move. For uh, I like the move for Phoenix. They're going for it, but remember, yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a good move. The uh, other deal that happened yesterday actually is Marcus Smart was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies in a three-way swap with the Celtics in Washington. And the deal was is that the Celtics are getting uh, a first-round pick this year, twenty-fifth overall, the Golden uh, State Warriors top four protected pick in two thousand twenty-four. Uh, and um, they're going to get uh, Przingis, and Washington is getting Dino Gallinari from the Celtics, Mike Muscala from the Celtics, and uh, the Celtics are sending the 35th pick, which is a second-round pick in Thursday draft to Washington. So, um, what do you think of the deal? What do you think of the deal in terms of basketball deal? Is it would you tr- Marcus Smart for Przingis and some first-round picks? Do you like it from? Uh, the Grizzlies in Washington standpoint, or do you think the Celtics made out? Well, I personally, I'm not a Celtic fan, but I kind of like it. I, I kind of like their team. I, I really, I wish my Knicks had Jason Tatum and we and Brown. Um, my question will be: Is who's going to guard LeBron now? Keep uh, uh, keep on calling him Keith Smart. Marcus Smart is a terrific defender. He's not really much of a scorer. You know, when you have Tatum and Brown there, uh, I think they're going to lose a lot on that. But Porzingis is just, he's just a heck of a scorer. No, I mean, you I had mean, him in New York. He never kind of, he couldn't, couldn't stay healthy, right? I mean, I know, I think he played six. He couldn't stay games healthy. Last year. And, you know, he, he kind of like um, Carmelo Anthony kind of fed him a lot of stories, you know, about staying here in New York. So he, he kind of got disappointed here and he didn't want to sign here. And that's but why we traded him to Dallas. Was, was he? But he was. He got hurt a lot, right? Yes, he did. Was he pot? Was he? Was he a popular player with the fans and his teammates? 
I don't know what the teammates, he was popular. I mean, he definitely was popular with Carmelo. I, I, I think, I, I'd like I'd like to see him, you know, with you know, with with Tatum and Brown. I think it's gonna, you know, be interesting. Um, plus, you'll have Williams there also. You'll have an interesting team. Um, yeah, I mean, I think but, the, but I, I think I, there's I another think, another there's another shoe to be dropped here. I think there's another deal. I think they're gonna need to get a um a point guard somewhere. I would I would tend to agree with you. You you need what my Knicks finally have a guy like Rick Brunson. Yeah, and look, but and they really overpaid to get Brunson. Yeah. Do you think, from a, a collectible standpoint, does that happen? actually, you know what? T- time out. I don't think the Knicks overpaid. I think at the time when they signed him, they sent him. They actually signed him to a reasonable contract. I think now that they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to move forward. They need they need another player to complement him with. Uh, you know, with the team, you know, Rand, Randall and him are not quite enough. We need, we need something else in there. We, right. We, I mean, you need three do... guys, right? You really need three guys. Not necessarily. You don't really necessarily, but in the Knicks case, yes, you do. Well, like I saw Milwaukee Middleton uh, decided not to resign. Um, well, he, he decided to waive his player option. Yeah. That doesn't mean to say that he won't sign. Um He's just probably holding out. He wants more money. Same thing with Draymond. Draymond had like a $32 million guaranteed option this year. And he waived that. Well, he's not. um, There's no way that Golden State, excuse me, is going to let Draymond go at all. He's he's the glue of that team. I agree. I'm sure they'll sign him. Which I I think Marcus Smart is kind of the glue of that, of the, the Celtics also. I mean, you need, yeah, I think I think there's more to this than we know about. Uh, there has to be some friction between either Smart and Tatum or Smart and Brown, and I just think um, he's been with the team eight or nine years, which is longest tenure. He just, as as a Celtic fan, he drives me crazy anytime I see him try to take a shot or or dribble the ball up court. He just he just drives me absolutely crazy. But obviously, he's a great defender and. Um, he gets a lot of calls. He gets a lot of calls that his way because he's so, so he's a very smart. He's a very smart player. No, that's but true. Should be interesting. All right. Well, I don't know if you saw this. This is you know in the news. This just came out yesterday. Actually, uh, Fanatics slash Tops has uh, sent all the uh, card shops, the local card shops, the dealers, a new contract that they have to sign by the by mid July. And um, there's a lot of stipulations in it. And I just wanted to get your take as a dealer. They're saying that you have, they can have no business-to-business sales of unopened product without TOPS permission. Shops can't sell case wait, wait, let me can, let, let me stop you right there. Yeah. So that means I'm a dealer in New York. You're a dealer in Boston. I have some I have some packs of cards that uh, there, there's a rookie on this on the on the uh, on the Red Sox. That that's in those going to be in those packs. So I can't sell you those packs, and you have you have cards that uh, you have a, a rookie, a Yankee rookie in there. So that means you and I cannot trade packs. Correct. What you know? Why don't you just make you know, just say listen, to get you know you know you have to sell your stuff yourself. You can't sell it to someone else. You can't trade with any of us. Isn't that a conflict? 
aren't you aren't you monopolizing the card market by telling you know telling people can't can't sell to other dealers i mean i i think it's i think i'm i'm shocked that fanatics went that route i i don't like it you know half of the business more than half of the business is dealer to dealer when you set up at a show or a national any show every dealer is walking around trying to buy from other dealers for their customers so that means if i have pack packs of cards that i couldn't sell to my to my my new york clients because they're mainly sell a celtic rookie in there uh, how how does that make sense no i know and and, and what happened what happens to um, a dealer that's very big, say like David, David Adams, they're a huge dealer, right? But I have a small um, shop in, in Pennsylvania and I, I want to buy, you know, 20 boxes of, of top series one. I don't want to have to buy whatever the tops minimum is so that I can't even go and um, David Adams can't sell those products to all these other smaller stores without tops permission. Like I said, it's, it, I, I've never heard of anybody doing this before. Have you? No, I haven't. It, it, why? What? Why? What makes fanatics think that they could start doing it now? Because they have the they're going to have the monopoly on this on the cards. They can okay. You have the monopoly. Great. That's terrific and everything. But what? Wh they want control. They want. They basically want to. They basically want to have control of the uh, local card stores. With, without having any investment in it or being being a, a part of it or being a franchise they just want they just want that they they want to control what they want to control because one of the other things is that sh uh, shops can't sell case or box break spots online they can only do them in store breaks when customers are present now that's crazy because a lot of these stores make a lot of their money in online sales and on online uh, breaks um <laughs> I, I, I'd be interested to hear a poll of all the all the card stores, you know, and all the breakers and all the other people out there. What what they think it is? I'm sure you and I have kind of hit the nail on the head on this. This this is this is just absolutely ridiculous. This one really drives me crazy, right? They want accounts have to maintain standard business hours remaining remaining open, a minimum of seven hours per day, six days per week, or eight hours per day, five days a week. Imagine that they want to dictate when I can open my store. That is ballsy. Uh, if Tops, if Tops <laughs> went to you and said, Les, you're only open four days a week. That does that is not acceptable. You have to open at least five days a week, but really seven days. We want you open six days, minimum six days a week. What would you tell them? You really want me to answer that? Yes. <laughs> I told them to go where the sun doesn't shine. I would too. I mean, come on, really. And then lastly, actually, let me ask you a question. I, I got a better question, Jeff. I got a better question for you. Yeah. Since Fanatics wants to control everything, why doesn't Fanatics open up all their own stores, have all their own people do this, and just you know, and see how they make out? And because let, let... It, it's it's easier, it's less expensive for them to to dictate to the the car the stores that are always open. There's no exposure for them. They don't have to. They're not they're not doing anything. They don't have to worry about uh, additional employees and and uh, all the the other things that come with it. And I it just they're they're they put themselves in the position to be the uh you know thousand pound gorilla on the hobby 
and uh, I feel bad for the, the store owners and the hobby owners. Um, it's really, really a, a sucky thing. The other thing is they want shops to complete uh, complete and accurate reporting of all top sales products. They want to know where they were sold, in-store, online, conventions, blah, 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 who bought them, customers, uh, dealers, conventions, etc. And they want social media matrix from all platforms. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all of them, they want every uh, for each quarter. Imagine that. They want your less. They want your your sales online. They want to know how much you're selling online, who you're selling to, and they want to know how many visitors you have to to your your various social media platforms. That uh, that is unheard of. Um, I I I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that that they they're gonna have to. Uh you know, change around these rules that they're, they're putting out there. I think so too. I think they're going to get a lot of pushback. I, I hope they get a lot of pushback. This is, this is, uh, you know, I, I'm all for f uh, fanatics slash tops and what they're doing and, and uh, you know, getting cards out there and availability and, and some of the other whole things that they're looking into. But this, uh, if as a, uh, you know, hobby stores is the lifeblood of the, in the industry. And if you, 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 clip out the wings of, of these hobby stores and uh you know make them just puppets of, of what fanatics wants to do i i don't think it's good for the hobby at all i think i think single-handedly uh fanatics could destroy the card market by doing this they really could and uh it's just but, it's but you know you know what the good thing the good thing is the old vintage cards that the auction houses are selling and the collectors are buying um you know, drive more business towards the older vintage. I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a double-edged sword for Fanatics Tops now. The contract is just absolutely appalling. Yeah, and I agree. I, would You wouldn't sign this contract, would you? I would give it to my attorney and I'd have my attorney write them a nice letter telling them and go over each spot on here and tell them what I will be doing as opposed to what they're telling me to do. And if you don't yeah. want to give me my allocation, of the of the product then so be it yeah i know i've i've done a lot of contracts with with, with um with distributors and in, in retail outlets and uh i know my my as a, when i worked for a manufacturer we would we would if they if we would ask for this stuff we would never ever um sign something like this it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense it's all it's such a one-sided contract there's no win for the 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 top stealer right Tell me how they can possibly win. They can't. They can't. I do not want to be, you know, the, part of a, being a business owner and you're, you're a business owner is you you conduct business how you want to conduct business and you, no one's telling you when you when you can be open or when you can't be open or how who you can sell to or how you can sell. Um, and it's just amazing that they have enough chutzpah to ask for these things. I, I'm just shocked by the whole thing. If they if they get away with this, then God knows what what they'll do next. <laughs> no, I know. I, may, I, I may, guess it. I guess it'll make Panini's uh, corporate deal a lot better. <laughs> a lot yeah, true, true. And Upper Deck and Panini some of the other Leaf and some of the deck. other companies, but it's real. You know, you really can't. You know, as a as a uh, small businessman, 
how how can you not have tops on your shelves right you can you need that you need the the people coming in the, the kids coming in and buying the 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 blaster boxes and the, and the uh, hanger boxes and stuff in packs just as just to keep the lights running because tops is still the number one brand in, in uh in cards and now that they're going to have basketball and football um it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out well it's it's not going to be it's not going to be a pleasant sight i agree only way. time will tell well let's talk about one thing that's very important to both you and i uh, and that is kids and how do we get them more involved in the hobby i know over the over the last year or so we've we've talked about um keeping kids uh, interested in the hobby and, and getting um interested in autographs and getting interested in collecting um how, if you were if you were tops or fanatics or, or a manufacturer how would you how would you uh, get it so that kids would be more involved in our hobby i would do what sports illustrator used to do is have the sports illustrator for kids with cards in there and i would uh I would also price everything on a on a sliding scale for certain ages, like a lower pricing for the younger kids. Uh, I would, and I would do promotions with the kids. If I were tops, I would have all the, you know, like the baseball seasons come. You know, like right now we have the basketball draft coming up tonight with Victor Wambayama is going to be the number one pick. I would have cards set up, you know, certain packs made up of certain players like that and have its price structured so the kids can afford it. I think one of the biggest things when you, you know, you can't buy these, you guys spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get some of these packs. And there's a limited amount of people that can actually afford that. And actually when you're buying packs of cards, you're actually gambling. It's a form of gambling because you're gambling that you'll be able to get the cards that you want. Yeah. It's like a lottery ticket, right? it, It exactly is a lottery ticket. So I, I think what needs to be done is we need to have a price structure set up that where kids can afford to buy these cards and enjoy these cards because 20, 30 years from now, when you and I are not around anymore, uh, will there still be kids wanting to buy this stuff or will the kids already become doctors, lawyers, or any other type business instead of collectors? I mean, will, will they, will they be too so busy playing on their phones and their, their computers that collecting anything will be obsolete. I mean, I find a lot of people contact me that they want to sell their collections for this, for the same reason why I have the same issues that a lot of our kids now don't want the stuff. Yep. I think we all, you and I both have that problem. And I mean, it's, you know, as much as you, you know, you and I build up, we, we all build up a great collection of things that we like. We just hope that our kids will want this stuff. If the kids don't want it and you can't pass it down to future generations, I mean, what good is it really? Right. Well, I know like you and I have talked and I've been in your booth at the national and I've seen you in action. Uh, anytime you, you get a kid that that's there, I know you, 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 you try to price it so that his parents can afford it and that they, he gets interested. And it's really neat to see the kids, you know, pick up a, a binder full of autographed cards or a picture of, or a baseball of their favorite player. And they mm-hmm. really get jazzed about uh, starting their collection or adding something to the collection. It's, you know, it's nice to see um, that we do still have some young collectors out there. 
but I think, I think, I think we need to be catering more to the younger kids. I think there, there should be discounts put out there by the card companies to cater to the kids. I think the shows should be set up where you know, there is an admission free at you know fifteen or under or something like that. But I think more things should be set up for the kids. I think that's I think that's one of the most important things that I've noticed that is not being done by the card companies. Yeah, I, I mean, as a hobby, we've really failed at that, don't you think, in the last 15 years? I don't think you and I have failed. I think mainly... I'm saying as a hobby in, in the whole... I, I would, yeah, I would say that, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, they, they, the card companies have not really catered to the kids. Yeah, and I know uh, Fanatics is looking to do a, a, a 10 times growth in the in the hobby in the next whatever five years and to do that they're going to have to bring in a lot of kids i know they're 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 starting a a program with little league which is great um but i think more needs to be done and i think pricing is is certainly a problem that you and i don't control but that these guys should put out you know so they can you can buy a pack of cards for a dollar right and and then and still be and still be affordable and, and make him uh, collectible and not necessarily make when you're buying packs of cards being lottery tickets to get that one autograph out of the you know a thousand packs or so you know yeah it is it is what it is all right but well we we got uh we're, we're a month away from the national we got a lot of stuff going on um we will talk uh not next week but in two weeks and we'll probably maybe we'll do you want to do a um uh, an opinion, less opinion show in a, a couple. Sure, of I mean, before. send in some stuff. I'll give you, I'll give you what I think the item is worth. Yeah, what? before we'll do one before the national in July. Okay, sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, you have a good week, and I will talk to you guys. If you have anything that you want to get Les's opinion, send it in to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Please, nice, good pictures. If there's autographs, please take multiple pictures. Uh, please, only one or two items. You know, we can't do 20 items. But if you have one or, one or two things you'd like to get Les's opinion on in terms of worth and uh, value, and if the autographs are, are, are legit, that kind of stuff, please send to me ttmcast at yahoo.com. Just put less appraisal or less opinion on the subject line. Also, if you're looking for a gift, we have all sorts of, uh, you know, end of summer, end of school, graduation. If you're looking for uh, birthday presents, all, all, all the above, check out Les's stuff. It is at lesswolfsportsllc.com. He has, you name it, he has it available. He's also going to be at the National. He's going to be at booth 701 and 703 at the National we're going to have a nice article coming out in Sports Collectors Daily, so make sure you check that. I mean, Sports Collectors Digest, so make sure you check that out, Sports Collectors Digest. Les will have an article about uh, how to survive the Nationals, so watch that. Watch for that coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, Les, anything else before I let you go? Um, remember, everybody out there, that you're buying this stuff because you love it and you enjoy it. Some of this stuff you can actually use as really good investment stuff, the higher end stuff. But don't don't lose don't lose the fact that we love our we love this hobby, we love this business, we love collecting. And don't have don't make sure we pass it on to our kids and to our relatives and friends because th- this is something that's been carried on for hundreds of years. And let's keep it going.
All right, buddy. Thank you. You be good. And, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Bye. As we say, Drew, what do we serve it up to less and he hits it out of the park, right? Exactly. It's like, can't remember who it was that said, but somebody was like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to ask this person what they're thinking. They will tell you. And I, I, I get that out of less sometimes. He's the best. Less is the best. So we'll, we'll have a less on in a couple of weeks. And if you have anything you want less to do an appraisal on, you can send it in, just send it us to at, at, ttmcast at yahoo.com and we will do we'll get you get his opinion on uh the value of it and if it's the autograph is value uh, uh is valid we're gonna we'll do another one in july so if you have anything you'd like less to do an appraisal for make sure you send that in less joins us just about every week we're gonna have less i think we're gonna have less the uh the week off next week but uh we we have less i think on three out of the four weeks we'll have well less will be at the national and uh i'm sure i'll spend some time in the booth in the booth with less in the national which is always a great time so less thank you we really appreciate it all right drew next up is making, making the great Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG Cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low grading fees. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Making the grade is the summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And we had big week this week, guys. We had a, we had a, a huge nonsense from our friends at CSG. So I don't know if you caught this. We had um, Andy Broom, who was the vice president of CSG on, on Wednesday. They made a big announcement Tuesday afternoon. And uh, if you hadn't heard, CSG and their, uh, and their, um, I don't know, their other, what is it? What, what other part company? It's not a company. It's the other division. Yeah, there are other divisions. Right. They're 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 their other half basically. Right, they're 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 they gaming division, which is CGC. Yeah. They're going to merge. They're merging it to so that it's going to be all one all one company, all one portion of the company, and it's going to make it the second largest trading uh, service in the world. When it's CGC Trading Cards and CSG are going to be combining, and they'll be the second largest grading service in the world. They've got all sorts of cool stuff. They're they're updating their label. They're changing um, the, their Gem Mint 10 uh, grading thing. They have all sorts of the cool stuff uh, in terms of membership fees. It's, sure, it's really neat. The whole thing is going to go uh, into effect July 12th, I believe, and it'll, everything kind of will be, uh, you know, after that into the national will be all, all under one umbrella. So congratulations to uh, CSG and GC, GCC coming together. And I think they'll be all coming together under the GC, CGC um, umbrella. So that that's kind of cool. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with that. And I think it, it's gotten great... Um, response from the grading community it, it, it it's been uh all, all positive as I, everything i've seen yeah there and i mean it makes sense there just doesn't seem to be a reason to have that split like that because i mean psa and beckett both grade uh gaming cards and they don't have like a separate division for that so yeah why just put it all under one umbrella i think it's a really smart move on their part 
My only concern is that now my CSG hat, I'm going to have to alter that or get a new one or something. <laughs> I know, me and you both. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 out. It's out of date now. It's like, oh, well, no, I got a good, a- I got a good year out of it. At least it's a very comfortable hat. I mean, it goes with everything because it's gray and yeah. Collector's item. It's a collector's item now. Yes, there we go. Yes, maybe maybe they'll slab it for me. <laughs> all right, we have some grading numbers to let you guys know about. Yeah, June 12th through the 18th, all the numbers have come down from uh, last week there. PSA, down 1%, but still had uh, 235,000 cards go through uh, there to get slabbed. SGC, a big week for them, up 18% to 25,000 cards graded. Beckett down a bit, 13% drop to 18,200. And CGC, no numbers due to maintenance. I think we can go ahead and excuse that, though, because that's, you know, they, they've, they've been a little bit busy outside of grading this week. Yeah, they got a little, a little thing going on. So congratulations, yeah. guys. Good, good job, Drew. Thank you for the grading numbers. Speaking of grading numbers, uh, we get a great, all our grading numbers from our friends at Gemrate, gemrate.com. They are the best. And gemrate.com provides us the numbers for... The big three. The big three. Next up is the big three. This week's big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. The big three is uh, exclusive numbers from Gemrate.com. We get uh, the guys guys that have uh, risen and fallen. Maybe that's the best way to do we've, we would describe that since we started this, Drew. Yeah, I mean, it only, it only took us like, what, four or six months to figure that out. But yeah, I think that works well. From the, the, the previous week. So the top three for this week, all up. Um, Corbin Carroll, who, boy, I like him, Drew. He is yeah. he is the real deal from the Diamondbacks. He's up 36%. L.A. De La Cruz, another good player, boy. Is he, he's really uh, ripping it up for Cincinnati. He's up 31%. And my boy, Marcelo Meyer, who I'm going to see uh, on uh, tomorrow, is up 28%. So that's pretty cool. Drew Jones' 2023 Bowman Chrome Prospect card is up. It was the most card graded in the past seven days. Uh, but he didn't have enough to make the big three, the top three. So um, that that's uh, that's the top three from our friends at Jim Rate. Drew, who are the bottom three? Bottom three, also a little bit of baseball in there, but leading off, it's a basketball guy. Jalen Green, a 36% drop in his uh, card grading from the previous week. Got Bryce Harper down 34%. And from down in Houston, Jeremy Pena, a 32% drop in his numbers. Yeah, it's just the the some sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for this, right? And Bryce yeah. Harper hasn't done anything. I guess Jeremy Pena is kind of cooled off, right? He isn't he, he's not a hot hot guy anymore. And same, yeah. same with Jalen Green. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what it is, but we love to get the stats. Thank you from our friends at germate.com. And that wraps up the big three for the week. Mm-hmm. Next up, TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Drew, why don't you explain what TTM TTM cast stamp of approval is to, to these to our new listeners? This is where we are free to go off topic if we want to, but we just give our thumbs up to anything from the previous week. It could be a TV show. It could be a movie. It could be so- it could be something sports related. Sometimes it is. It's quite often considering us, it, uh, it's food related and it, you never know what you're going to get out of us. So whatever's on our mind, whatever went really well, whatever we really like from the week, it gets our stamp of approval. Yeah, we try to prove that we're a little, but we're not just a hobby guys, right? We don't, right, we don't, right. we're not just getting autographs every every second of the day. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, first. 
on a perfect day, I would say we're getting autographs every second of the day, but that's, that's we very try. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So my stamp approval goes from, uh, God, we ordered up a dinner earlier this week from a local Indian restaurant. And typically I go for like uh, one of their rice dishes or something like that. And uh, my wife usually gets like their butter chicken or something like that. And I'm like, well, you know what? Some curry sounds really good. So let's go with their curry there. And so my TTM cast stamp approval for this week is curry of all kinds. It's, you know, like I said, you know, in an Indian restaurant, I'm typically going with something other than their curry, which is ironic because, I mean, what's the dish that India is best known for? Curry. Why wouldn't I stick with that? Well, like going off the map a little bit. But I decided to try the curry at a Star India here in Arlington. And wow, it was really good. I mean, I dump it out onto my bowl and everything. I carry it back in there. And my wife just, she didn't even see it. She just smelled it going by. She's like, oh my God, that is amazing. What? I might have to try that next time. And I tried it out and I'm like, yeah, that that's definitely worth checking out there. But uh, Indian curry, Thai curry, Japanese, Malaysian, even stuff they've, I mean, the great thing is that, I mean, it's kind of spread all over the world. You've got versions of it in, you know, like I said, up as far north as Japan, as far south as India, and even into the Western Hemisphere, Jamaica and Trinidad have their versions of it. Typical of the Brits, they've completely stolen it and made their own as well. But yeah, I mean, you can find it all over the place. It's each region kind of has their own take on it and everything, and yeah, it's just really good. I mean, I can, I, I might have to go get some Thai curry right now. Cause I mean, yeah, it's only, you know, 830 in the morning here when we're recording this, but still some Thai curry just sounds really good for maybe later in the day or something today. I so know, my stamp approval, you, you make, you're making me hungry, Drew. <laughs> yeah, always happens. But my stamp approval for the day is curry. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm going to go off base here for a second because I'm, this has nothing to do with my stamp approval this week, but I want to share this with you and, and our listeners. So my, wife told me yesterday she goes i almost bought you um a trip to the all-star game this year oh wow. she was like I, I i was this close to pulling the pulling the trigger it's in seattle i'm in boston so that's the kind of a, a a long flight for us a long a long trip and we're going to the national in uh, at the end of july so it would have been a lot to go to the the all-star game come home and then go out to the national so she goes next year we'll go into the all-star game and it just nice. happens to be in Arlington, Drew. Right here. Yes. I mean, a mile and a half up the road from me. So we will be out in Arlington next year. I, that's I, When you started talking food, I'm like, okay, Drew's, yep. Drew, we're going to have about five places that, that Drew and Jen are going to have to take us out for dinner. Yes. We are looking forward to going out to Arlington for, for, for the All-Star game next year. It is booked. I don't, I think we're going to, I think I'm going to do the All-Star game next year and not do the National. That's cool. kind of the tentative plan, but we'll see. Because yeah. I've been to the, like the last three or four nationals, and uh, I really like to do the All Star game. I think that would be kind of fun. I know you're gonna of, you're gonna do both, right? Possibly. Like I was about to say, kind of ironic because I mean the All Star or the uh, nationals gonna be in Cleveland, and I'd like to hopefully fly up for it. I'm not sure if I'll be able to or not, but it's it's a possibility at least. I'll put it that way. But I mean, I will definitely be around here for the All Star games. You know, I mean, I'm gonna be hitting up all the. Uh, block party fan fest type things they've got going on for i know us, so, we, yeah. you're gonna be the tour you're, you're the tour guide i told paul just buy all yep. the tickets drew and jen will take us around absolutely i can i can start a list i can start uh narrowing down the restaurants here as well awesome so that that, that has nothing to do with ttm cast stamp approval this week but so this is this one my stamp approval is paula and i that's my wife paula we she went to a um a graduation party in Andover and Drew, you know, Andover, Andover is kind of a, to a Tony town here in, in yep. Massachusetts, um, a well-off town. And she went to, a, a, it was kind of a, um, our relative's friend decided to have their party, the part, they let them have the party at this house, this big house in Andover. 
So my wife went in and they she saw this and they had this this um display re, display refrigerator in their living room hmm. with you know drinks and beer and all that other stuff. And she's like, she took a picture of it and she goes, I want one of these. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, let's do it. So we bought this display case refrigerator. It's almost like when you go to a supermarket and you see it at the end of the at the beginning of the the aisle, the checkout aisle. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like an all glass thing with cool lights, the the yeah. LED lights, and the whole nine yards. So we got this display case refrigerator that we put in our living room, right? Yeah, and it's the best thing we ever did. Nice. All that we have, we have snacks in there. We, you know, she put um, like Hershey bars and Reese's and chocolate on the top shelf, and then we have waters and and uh, beers and soda and, and and on all the other shelves. And it looks so cool. And our, my son, like every other day, he's he's stocking it up. It opened up all that. We had all these soda and drinks in our pantry and out in a, in a cooler outside. Now it, it like cleaned it all up. And the best thing is, Drew, we're sitting there having a, watching TV. All you have to do is just reach over and you get your drink on your, your snack. Right. I don't know why we haven't done this 20 years ago. Yeah. It is the, it is the best thing ever. So, guys. It's called. It's a display refrigerator. You get. We got ours at Home Depot, but they get. They have. They have them all over the place, and they're not that expensive. And it's convenient. It's great. It's time. It's saves space, and it's. It looks good. Yeah. It surprisingly doesn't look. It doesn't look out of place. So nice. that's my stamp of approval. The display case refrigerator. Go for it, guys. And the great thing about that too is, I mean. Think about how much time in your life you've spent going into the kitchen and opening the refrigerator and sitting there and staring at stuff. If you've got to display one like that, you don't have to waste any extra it's energy right and cooling because you can see right into it without having to open it. It's beautiful. It, like it, it. It's it's kind of like, why didn't I think of this 25 years ago? Right. I would have I, huh. I would have saved so much steps and and, and it's just such cool. It was yeah. I I I thank Paula for for bringing it into my life. Yeah. <laughs> That is it. My display case refrigerated. My TTM cast stamp of approval. See, guys, we do other stuff other than than cards. Yeah. All right, Drew. Next up is the Varn Rat Minute. Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. And we like to uh, do this as a service to our fellow TTMers, let people know who passed away in the world of sports and celebrity and um, sometimes politics, anyone that you kind of would might get an autograph for, right? So yep. uh, this week we lost a, a few people in sports and a couple of celebrities as well. We lost uh, Briscoe Manor. Briscoe Manor was a defensive back for the the. Den the Denver Broncos and the Buccaneers, San Bay Buccaneers. He played uh, from 1977 to 1980. He played 113 games in the NFL, including 23 sacks. He was not a TTMer. Briscoe Banner was 70 years old. 
Uh, we lost Charlie Scales this week. He was a running back for about seven years in the NFL, played from 1960 to 1966. Pittsburgh Steeler, Cleveland Brown, and Atlanta Falcon. Not a TTM or much recently. Last time he signed was around 2016. Charlie Scales was 85 years old. Do you remember him as a Brown? I don't. That's way before my time. And uh, if he was around there in the early 60s, and he was definitely kind of stuck in the shadows of like Jim Brown and Leroy Kelly, it would seem. Yeah, I think he was Jim Brown, one of Jim Brown's backups. Yeah. We lost Clark Hagans. Clark Hagans played from uh, 2000 to 2012 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. He was a linebacker. He played on the Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. He last team came in 2008. Uh, Charlie Hagans was only 46 years old. Uh, we lost George Frazier this week. He was a longtime pitcher from 1978 to 87. Played with the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Indians, the Cubs, and the Twins. Bounced around a little bit late in his career there. 415 games, though, and won a World Series with the Twins. So if you're uh, keeping score of that, played through 1987, won the World Series with the Twins. He literally went out on top from his uh, major league career there. George Frazier, excellent TTMer. He was only 68 years old. Yeah, I think 87 was his last top guy, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think so, too. Uh, we lost Dick Hall. Dick Hall was a pitcher. Uh, he played for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, the Kansas City A's, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Phillies. He played primarily with the Orioles and, and ended with the Phillies. He had 93 wins. He pitched for 495 games, and he also had 68 saves. He won two World Series with Baltimore in 66 and 70, and he was won the first league championship series game in 1969, which I thought was kind of interesting. Dick Hall was a very good uh, T-Chammer. I know he was um, kind of a mentor to Jim Palmer. He was 92 years old. Uh, we lost Bob Brown this week. Bob played in the NFL from 1964 to 1973. Offensive lineman and a Hall of Famer played for the Eagles, the Rams, and the Raiders. Bob Brown was an excellent TTMer. He was 81 years old. In uh, the World of the Olympics, we lost Ben Helfgott. Health Ben Helfgott. I, 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 sorry, I, I didn't know him, but he was a Holocaust survivor, and he was an Olympic weightlifter. He was uh, from Great Britain. He pit, He played in the... Uh, 1956 and 1960 Olympics with Great Britain. Uh, ben Helfgott was 93 years old. Uh, we lost Paxton Whitehead this week. He was an actor and you may recognize him for having some uh, small roles in Mad About You and in Friends, where he was Rachel's boss at Bloomingdale's. If you're a Friends fan, you might recognize him from uh, that role. Uh, Paxton Whitehead was 85 years old. Yeah, if you remember, he played the neighbor, kind of the English neighbor in Mad About You that, okay. that when they were going to... Um, update their apartment so he was but he was very much an english actor but he he uh he was you know he, he he's one of those guys that you're like oh him you know what i mean he's he's yeah. gone like 20 million things and, and and you're like oh yeah i remember that guy he was one yeah. of that he was a, that guy but um it was a name like paxton whitehead you said english actor and it's like yeah that that, that makes sense right there that's about the most english name you can possibly find well that wraps up our um Burn Rap Minute, uh, our condolences, for, and we're sorry for your, your loss if you lost anyone this week. Drew, next up is, we should do a drum roll for this one because it was such a good week. Yeah, definitely. Here we go. Right. Time for returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Drew, why do we do this crazy show? This is why. This is this why. Is this exactly is why. why. For weeks like this, this is yes. why, right? Yes. We, we, you know what? We love doing TTM. We really do. It's so much fun. It is, uh, but it is work, right, Drew? You have to yes. write the letters out and get the cards and uh, get all the 
labels done and it's not like you do, it's not like you're Adrian Magini and you blink and you get 50 labels right. 50 uh, TTM returns out so there is some dedication involved right Drew it's oh, yeah. not it, it's not it just doesn't happen yeah I wish it would I mean I when I first started out I literally had just like a form letter that I would just you know change the name on and that was it and I've put more effort into it now and I mean it's tougher because of that but I feel like it's you get more out of the hobby that are that way a little bit. I agree. So I had, let's see, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got nine returns. You got seven returns. Yes. You want me to do mine first and then you can do yours? Yeah, go for it. All right. So I'll do mine first. So mine, I have been sending out, uh, this is now I don't know, two or three weeks ago. I started, I, I started sending out to baseball hall of famers and kind of big baseball players. And I got, uh, I also sent out um, 30 requests to 1973 tops football guys. And so nice. I just, I sent out, um, I actually got 30 again. I got another 30 out this week. So some of my returns are starting to fall in. So in the baseball hall of famers, I got uh, Whitey Herzog. I got three, I got three returns from Whitey Herzog. I got two returns from uh, Raleigh fingers. I got uh, a couple of returns from Wade Boggs and I got uh, a couple of returns from Orlando Cepeda. And I got two returns from Ryan Sandberg. So Herzog fingers, Boggs, Cepeda, and Ryan Sandberg all came in this week. Not a bad week, huh? Yeah, that is definitely good. <laughs> and I'm very happy that, you know, these were these were all uh, like two weeks. They took about two weeks to come back. Uh, you know, they all obviously require uh, donations, but it, they were all uh, great signatures and, and quick returns. So um, I highly recommend Whitey Herzog, Raleigh Fingers, Wade Boggs, uh, Orlando Cepeda, and all and Ryan Sandberg, all quick returns. And I got some football ones as well. I got Max, Max Montana. This was an old one. For, I got an 83 and 84 tops uh, cards back from him. And that was probably like four or five months it took to keep, to come back. I did not send a uh, donation to him. I know he, I think he does require donations, but I didn't send a donation and I got that back. And then I got um, three 1973 tops football cards back, including a hall of famer, Jackie Smith from the Cardinals. So I got Jackie Smith, Al Nelson, who's from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Ken Willard from the 49ers. So I got those three back uh, this week. And those were probably a, like a week to 10 days. Those all came back fairly quickly. So uh, a really great, great week. And as I said, I sent out 30 more um, 1973 tops cards today, football cards. So we got a lot of stuff out. We got a lot of balls in motion, right, Drew? Yeah, absolutely. It's always, always good to get them back out there again. Yep. So, uh, very, I'm ha very happy and I'm kind of re-motivated for TTM. And then when you get, when you get some returns, it kind of re-motivates you, right? Absolutely. Yes. How'd you do? You had a big week too. Yeah. I got a seven that have already come in. I've got two more that should be on their way to me today as well. But uh, starting out on Tuesday, I got back a couple hockey players in Randy Wood and David Shaw. Both those guys are in the 88-89 top set that I've been working on. And so both took about a three-week turnaround on there. And uh, the big one that I got on Tuesday, though, was that I mailed to Nolan Ryan's foundation about six weeks ago and got all of those back signed. I just uh, paid the fee online, printed off the little confirmation thing that showed that, yes, I did indeed pay you, and here are my cards. And, yeah, they sent those back to me with uh, – They've got the uh, hologram sticker on the back as well for uh, certification and authenticity and all that. So they came out nice. Yes, those came out absolutely incredibly. I got the uh, so it's a 72 tops card for my set. Got both of his Diamond Kings cards. It's 1982, I believe, and 1990. Uh, also a uh, tops all time fan favorites card, the 2005 one. That was the last one I had to get done there. 
And he was on one of those 2013, 1972 minis. So I sent that off as well. So got those five all done. Uh, let's see here. On Thursday, got a couple of them back from, uh, we got Greg Drailing. Greg Drailing was a mostly a backup center in the NBA, but he played with Indiana, with the Indiana Pacers, the Cavs, and the Mavericks. And uh, he signed all four cards that I sent and also even wrote a short note back saying, oh, yeah, hey, I love playing on those Cavs teams. I'm still in contact with uh, Mark Price and Tyrone Hill quite a bit today. And, yeah, I just love playing Cleveland. It's like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool to get that back. I uh, also got Rod Langway, Hockey Hall of Famer, on his rookie card. So, nice. uh, yeah, he can. Does he charge? He does not. I did send a $5 bribe just to be on the safe side, though. I was hoping that he would put his Hall of Fame year on it as well. Or uh, I'd actually heard he can be a little bit prickly about uh, rookie cards. So it's like, we'll toss in a five bucks there and see and make sure it comes back. And as you can see right there, it uh, there we go. It did indeed nice. come back. Unfortunately, it's scratched. I hate those cards that get scratched. This one actually is not. This was the Opeachy version. Oh, okay. And the Opeachy version did not have the uh, the little coverage okay, there on good. there the way the Tops one did. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's he actually was not in the Tops set, which is interesting. I think that was when they were really limiting. Tops had like a set half the size of Opeachy. So, but yeah, grab the Opeachy one there, and so six months or so is so the return time on that. And then uh, yesterday, just got back. Uh, let's see, Mark Hunter for the eighty eight eighty nine set. He's a part owner of the. London Knights up in Ontario in the Ontario Hockey League. Him and his brother uh, Dale are the owners there. And uh, I'll see if I can. There we go. Got the 88-89 right there. Nice. And uh, also got back Angela James. She is a Hockey Hall of Famer. And she's one of the major ones, one of the major forces of getting of getting the uh, women's Olympic hockey recognized and finally putting it as an official sport. The, iron, the bitter irony of it, though, is she did all that to try to get them to recognize the sport, and they did. And when she tried out for Team Canada, they cut her. Oh, that sting. But, yeah, so she did not play on that Canadian Olympic team in 1998, but uh, Collector's Choice put in the Canadian national team into that set as the, as the roster stood at the time. And so she had her official rookie card in the 97-98 Collector's Choice set and signed two of those for me, included her Hall of Fame year on them nice. as well. So, yeah, that's the second uh, women's player that I've gotten from the Hall of Fame on her rookie card from that Collector's Choice set. And I've got another one out in the mail as well that hopefully will take – it'll probably take another six months or so to get back to me, but hopefully uh, hopefully that will get to me. And so when it does, I'll let everyone know about it. And we've got two more that should be coming in today with Roberto Hernandez and Max Nasland. And as long as, they may, as long as they do definitely come in today, I'll let you know about it next week. Very cool. And how have you been doing? You got a lot ready to go out? Not really. I've been kind of slacking here again lately, but the good news is that my uh, South Korean stamps are supposed to be coming in today. So I've got one that I'm going to be sending out to South Korea. As soon as those uh, hit my mailbox, I can just slap them on and it'll be good to go. So send that one out, cross my fingers on it, and we'll see what happens. All right. Very cool. Well, guys, that wraps up our returns, TTM returns. We we get we get a big A+. Plus. We get we, gold stars. Drew and I get old gold stars this week for finally both yes. having a good week, and hopefully we'll keep the returns coming and watch our um, social media accounts because we're always posting our, our returns on social media. I am at uh, CastTTM on Twitter and TTMCast on Instagram. Drew is DFWGrapher and on Twitter and on um YouTube. So make sure you follow us on social media. You can see all our TTM returns uh, as they come in as well. And make sure you check out Drew's videos, right? Yes. All right, Drew, you want to wrap this up? Put a bow on it? Yes, I think we've got, yeah, this is a, this is a full one this week. We got a lot of good stuff. I know we had a lot of stuff this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. All right, let's wrap it up. Yep. And this is how it ends.
All right, we want to thank Les Wolf, of course. Les Wolf, for more from Les. Love to talk to Les, Les, a regular contributor. Ray Schulte from The National. Thank you, Ray Schulte. Andy Broom, right, from CSG yep. and GC, or GC. I'm going to mess this up a million times. GCC. CGC. <laughs> CGC, 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 yeah, yes, there CGC. we go. <laughs> See, it, yeah, it makes, it makes a great chance, yeah. Go it that. does. Thank you, Andy. He is, uh, of course, our president and head of uh, grading, and he came on and talked about the merger. So, thank you, Andy. Next week, we have Stephen Wright from NextGem. He is going to come on a great um, marketplace, and we're going to talk to Stephen about uh, NextGem. We also have Clemente Lise is going to talk. We're going to wrap up uh, hockey, talk a little little hockey. Uh, championships and collecting and uh, Clemente also collects heritage and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm going to talk to Clemente, uh, collecting with Clemente and Matt McGunkin, who is known as Dabs, D-A-P-P-Z. He is a big collector and a big breaker. He is going to be on. We're going to talk to him about uh, the breaking community. So that will be next on next Saturday. Drew, anything else before I let you go? I think we got it pretty well wrapped up. I mean, there's you can't really jam much more into this one. This I know. Week. I get. I think you know what I'm going to give us an A. We had. Yeah. I, this is a great show. This is it should go to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your listening. Send us an email. We love to hear from you. Send it to ttmcast at yahoo.com. All right, guys. Wishing everyone many happy returns. We will see you on Wednesday. Be good. <laughs>